0: Welcome to Two Bookworms. One podcast. The Book Club Podcast, where best friends talk about books. I'm Cameron.
1: And I'm Lacey.
0: And it is another hot summer day. Yes. Yes. And we'll Actually, go back. <laughs> we got to <laughs> And it was a lot nicer after the rain. Yeah. Did it rain over at your house? Yes. A lot. Mm, I was going, I was pulling up to the doctor's office to get my stitches out and as I'm getting out the car it's like a downpour and I was like you have got to be freaking kidding me and it did not stop like it it was uh like an hour and a half I think of rain I'll take it yeah honestly I will too because now it's cool it feels great outside and it's supposed to rain like all day tomorrow like that's fine I'm here for it I think I might call in tomorrow. Y'all didn't hear that.
1: What?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Why did you call in? Uh,
1: it's the day before school starts. So I've got a lot of stuff I've got to do to okay. get my boy ready. And with it's going to be raining and everything, like, it's going to be worse.
0: What do you have to do to get ready for school?
1: I've got to make some chicken salad ahead of time for his lunches and... We've got to get his backpack gathered up and all of that fun stuff. And of course, he's got to pick he, out his outfit.
0: Do we chicken salad like every day? No. But oh. Every time He'd... I talk to you, you're like, oh, I'm making chicken salad for his lunch. And I'm like, does this kid really like chicken salad or something? Yeah, he does. He That's really crazy. Does. I've never heard of a kid liking that.
1: He doesn't like the sauce. So I put everything else in it but the sauce. So it's basically just the chicken, grapes, apples. There's a little lemon juice pecans.
0: Okay, I don't like chicken salad, but I would imagine the (laughs) sauce is the best part. Yeah. Like, it's weird to just have chicken (laughs) and a bunch of fruit and no sauce. But he's never liked condiments.
1: (laughs) What? Like, the only condiment he eats is barbecue sauce.
0: Okay, I I know two other people like that, and they are weirdos. That is so (laughs) weird to me. Who doesn't (laughs) like condiments? That's my favorite part of the (laughs) meal. Like, none. (laughs) I have a condiment with every single meal. I'm not even lying. There's so I'm not either. <laughs>
1: I'm like, oh I had pork God. sauce for dinner.
0: I did use barbecue sauce,
1: but yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I had a, a spicy chicken sandwich from Whataburger, and they have a new water sauce. And it what? Was, yeah, it was. It tastes like a honey mustard mixture. Ooh. It's kind yeah. of the same color as like the McDonald's secret sauce. And I assumed it was probably going to be like some kind of Thousand Island, because that's what most of their most secret sauces are like. I don't think that had any. It definitely tasted honey mustard. Maybe it kind of reminded me of a sauce that Chick Fil A has—that's like honey roasted barbecue sauce. Yeah, yeah. It tasted like that, but like sweeter. Mm.
3: It was really good.
0: I heard that they, like, you have to ask for it, but they recommend it on their chicken products. Ooh. hmm Yep, that's good. You should try it.
3: Well, Lacey, Making me hungry.
0: We digress. <laughs> sorry. <laughs>
3: um, so,
0: I'm TMI, I know, but it's natural. It's That's how the world works. So, Steve went to go get <laughs> something sweet from the grocery store. <laughs>
1: yeah, we get hungrier.
0: Because okay? <laughs> I've been bitchy all day. and He's like. Tell me what you need, please. Eat a Eat burger. You like, stop bitching <laughs> at me, please.
2: Take a taco. <laughs>
0: Ooh, yeah, sometimes, you know, during that course, you're like, all right, I want something savory. And then sometimes you're like, oh, I need something sweet. And sometimes it's both. Sometimes it's both. It's very true. Well, what is your suck for the week? <sighs>
1: okay, quick little soapbox. We went to <laughs> my son's Meet the Teacher last week. Oh god. Hmm. I respect hmm. <laughs> that it's everybody's choice not to
3: wear a mask. I don't. Decide. I think you're an idiot if you don't. I
1: well, I mean, I respect the choice. I don't agree with it, hmm. <laughs> but at least like don't force like having our kids be close to each other with no masks when they can't make their own decisions right now. Yeah. And when we're still in the red in our state uh-huh. and our cities are fighting our state.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> so they had us packed into the gym right next to each other. Didn't require masks. Mm-hmm. And then we had to walk our child's schedule And sit in each classroom for five minutes with no social distancing. Mm. Nobody was disinfecting anything. Nothing like that. So it made me very
0: nervous. (laughs) Um, Yeah.
1: And this isn't even the start of school.
0: And to give our listeners, if you're not from the area, um, we're having a horrible surge in COVID. We have no ICU beds for pediatric or adult care in the city that we live in. We're averaging about a thousand new cases a day because people in Texas um, think it's impeding on their freedom to have to wear a mask and get but, a va- get a vaccine. That's fine. You don't have to get the vaccine. Like but like my doctor told me the other day, either get a vaccine or wear a mask.
3: You have yeah, a choice, but you must or. choose
0: one. And if you don't want to wear a mask, stay the fuck at home, please.
3: Or because the rest stay, of us are trying to live our
0: the lives. Distance, These kids need to be away. back in school. It's right. a freaking nightmare.
1: If you're not going to wear a mask, if you're not going to get vaccinated, Uh-oh. at least stay six feet away from me you, and my Lindsay. family.
0: And we're back. Oh. <laughs> no, but no, but, yeah. Well, okay, so you were talking about yourself. Sorry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If you're not going to wear a mask, if you're not going to have the vaccine, at least stay your social six feet distancing away and mm-hmm. disinfect everything
0: after mm-hmm. you leave. <laughs> um, but so my box. stepdad's brother in law died this morning from COVID. And he was not vaccinated because, um, political reasons and he died and he was on a ventilator for a week and his wife didn't even know. We all knew before his wife knew because she's also in the hospital and like didn't get to say goodbye, nothing like that is awful. That is so horrible. Like, do not make this decision based on your political beliefs. This is not a political issue this is a health issue like ask your doctor what you should do what does your doctor tell you to do not what some political figure tells you to do it just blows well, my mind
1: you know and if you feel like the vaccine <laughs> you feel like you're going to be a guinea pig for the vaccine or whatever you know okay don't take it if that's what you feel you know, but mm-hmm. wear but a
0: fucking mask
1: don't go to the hospital if you get it
0: if you choose not to take the, the vaccine you. Because now I am terrified someone that I love is gonna get in a horrific car accident or have a heart it's attack. It's already
1: been happening. It's and there's no ICU here. beds. There was a guy that's been waiting a week, he has six gunshot wounds, he's a store owner, got I robbed. Saw
3: I saw Hasn't it.
1: been it. surgery. There was a lady that has breast cancer and she needed to go to the hospital. They oh, couldn't yes. get her a bed.
0: Yes. And my sister said one of her friends' dads had a heart attack and there's like a big heart hospital in Dallas, Baylor, and they're like, "Sorry, we don't have any beds." Like, um, okay, he's having a heart attack. What are we yeah. supposed to do? And like, people are ridiculous. sending,
1: yeah, people are sending everybody to other states. I think Louisiana was sending people here, but there's no nothing <laughs> left here. So, <laughs> like,
0: if you don't trust a doctor to prevent you from getting it, why do you trust them to treat you after you get it? Get the fuck out of here. Ugh, I'm so over it. Like. Everything that's going on and then, you know, everything that's going on in Afghanistan, I'm just like, why do I want to bring a child into this? I just don't. Like, (laughs) it's insane. I don't want my kid to be pissed at me. I'm pissed at my parents for bringing me into this shit. I have been floating around up in heaven having a big damn time, and now I'm down here with these idiots that won't wear a fucking mask because of the Declaration of Independence or some stupid bullshit. (sighs) It's crazy. I just can't believe this is our reality.
1: I oh, know it's crazy, and we say this every week, but it's it's, it's getting uh, worse here. It's getting worse. Like it's, we look so bad right now compared to other countries.
0: <laughs> I got news for you. That is nothing new. We've been looking bad. <laughs> yeah, no, but this further proves it. All right. Well, my suck for the week. We'll get off of our uh, COVID soapbox. Um, my suck for the week. You don't even know this. I haven't even told you this is I sold my car. What? Oh, I know, I know, I know. Okay. So because of COVID, <laughs> there's a chip shortage for new cars Um, because apparently the majority, like everyone knows cars are like completely computerized now. And for everything to work, there's a little chip that you have to have. And where are the chips made? In China, baby. Um Apparently... I know Chevrolet doesn't have any plants in the U.S. I don't know about other car manufacturers, but from what I understand from, like, reading it on the news, um, there's, like, not a lot of chip manufacturers in the U.S. They're mainly in China. And um, China, like, the rest of the world has been dealing with COVID. So, like, my stepmom ordered a new car, but she had to wait, like, eight weeks. The car was ready. The chip was not. She had to wait for the chip. Well, the car manufacturers haven't stopped making cars. So now there's just like warehouses full of cars with no chips. So it's really hard to get a new car right now. So that means the price for used cars has skyrocketed. And they offered me more than we paid for my car to buy it because it's like a year and a half old. It's been sitting this whole time. So it has like 15,000 miles on it. So I was like, hmm, I can not have this car payment. And I had rolled some, like, negative equity into this note so I can wipe that away. And then in, like, a year when there's a flood of new cars because they've caught up with chip production, I can get a new car for cheap. Sign me up, please.
3: So we called it.
0: Yeah. we're going to drop it off tomorrow. I mean – it's a good like if someone has an older car that they you know they're like oh I'm not going to get that much for it um right now at the time you're going to get a lot for it
3: my I mom to sell my car
0: yeah my mom my stepdad has a like a company it's not a company car but he was using it for work for the like mileage and um they're going to sell theirs because they can get like a ton of money for it like more like more than you'll probably ever get for a used car yes. right now it's insane and then when we were so we took it to Carmax to get it appraised. Because this other place, they were like – they gave us a different offer, and they're like, oh, well, if you go to CarMax and you show us the, like, certified appraisal, we'll beat it or whatever. And we're like, okay. So when we were there Saturday, that place was packed, like, packed. I guess that many people need cars. And they were like, yeah, we don't know when this chip shortage is going to end. Like, we can't keep used cars on the lot. They're just – like, they're so desperate to buy used cars right now. So, yeah, if you – Lacey, if you want to get rid of a car, now it's time to do it. I've gotta go replace my battery. Oh my, oh
2: my god, <laughs> it
3: said lost again. Let's see if she can come back. Okay, Lacey,
0: so what is your sweep for the week? My goodness. I forgot. don't <laughs> <laughs> have sweet with everything
1: that's going on? and I did forget so it wasn't anything major. That's gotta be something. Uh, I mean, my boy goes back to school Wednesday. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> are you excited?
0: No. Oh, yeah. I don't blame I was just telling you today that I don't want to go back. Yeah, uh, I don't blame you. Always means hard work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I, do I do remember my sweet too.
2: Oh.
1: I do. I okay, do. your are sweet. Michaels has started putting out their Lamax little Halloween village pieces. Oh. And I think I'm going to go ahead and order one. (laughs) So you're going to start, like, a village? I have one started. I usually add one piece a year, although I didn't the past two
3: because of COVID. So that's exciting. You'll have to send a picture because I don't think I've seen it. Yeah, I will.
0: And, I mean, the good thing about school, you know, Back to school is like fall's coming. Mm-hmm. That's the best time of year. Oh, I Can't wait. Oh, um, cool weather. Yes, yes, yes. Well, my sweet for the week is I'm very excited to talk about this book with you. Like, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. I have so much to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I have a few things, yeah.
0: <laughs> I have a lot of gripes, but a lot of things. Yeah. So give one like- a synopsis and I'll pull up the questions have a love-hate
1: relationship with this book. Same.
0: Same. So, this woman named
1: Charlie is a college student, and her best friend slash roommate, Maddie, gets murdered by this serial killer that's been going around campus for, like, four years. The campus killer. Yeah. And she decides that she can't be there anymore, so she posts this flyer on the campus board because this is like early 90s okay mm-hmm. so she posts this flyer on the campus board that she needs a ride and she'll pay for gas or whatever so this man comes up and sees it as she's posting it and they get to talking and he's like well hey i'll drive you because it's on the way and she's like okay and along the way <laughs> Shit, a little sinister and Charlie can't decide if this man named Josh, who she's in the car with, is the campus killer or not.
0: Yep. So we'll start from there. Um, So I will say apparently this ride board thing in the 90s was common. Um, You know, they don't have texting. All they have is like the landline phones. Because I actually read another book. Like a month ago, and it was, and that it was like a, but it was a rom com, and that was their meet cute was they met at the ride board because she needed a ride and he was going to the same place, so apparently that's like a thing. Um, but you're thinking like at college, okay, well if you don't directly know that person, maybe someone else knows that person, Mm -hmm. and you can be like, hey, are they like okay? But this dude, like she even says he looked older, and. He didn't look like a student, but then he's like, "Oh, I work here at the college," and she's like, "Okay, well then that's probably okay." Rule number one: Do not get in a car with a man that you do not know or someone else does not know.
2: Don't get in
1: a
0: car with anybody that you don't know. Do it ever. Well, I say that, but then, like, Ubers. <laughs> uh-huh. about, but people are getting murdered because they're getting into what they think is their Uber, and it's not their Uber. It's just some random car, and they're getting murdered.
3: Have you heard about this? No. Yeah. That, I know of two times that this has happened in, like, the past year. Wow.
0: Like, like they were drunk, and they thought they were getting in their Uber, and it wasn't. It takes,
1: but it gives you the license plate. It exactly. Gives, like, two
0: seconds, ten- even if you're drunk. Ten- Plate, check the make and model. I always ask. Oh, are you? And don't say their name because then they'll be like, "Yeah, I'm so and so." Be like, make them say their name because it tells you their name on the Uber app. Come on, That's guys. Easy. I will say, Charlie was young. She was a college student, and we all do dumb shit when we're young. Yeah. But
3: we'll we'll get into it. Okay. First question: What was your favorite part of the book?
1: So I liked the inclusion of, like, the soundtrack vibes yes, of Nirvana and all, like, the 90s. Mm-hmm. And also the little horror sprinkled mm-hmm. here and there
0: about Alfred Hitchcock
1: and mm-hmm. Mario Argento.
0: I bet you did love that. I did. Uh, my favorite part was it's the 90s. Um, I love the 90s. So nostalgic. It makes you and- feel like it. Yes. And it just takes you back to this like amazing time. Oh God, the nineties. I wish it was still the nineties. The nineties were so great. Um, even
1: though we were like two. <laughs> well,
0: in <laughs> 99, we were like 11. So those are the days. Um, I also loved how it included true crime. Yeah. I was really into that. You know, there's a serial killer and yes. oh, oh. loved it. And and I knew you would love the horror stuff. I was like, I bet Lacey's living for this.
3: What was your least favorite part of the book? I'm going to say, okay. (laughs) So
1: I didn't, there's a couple turns this book takes. And at first you think it's one person, then you think it's somebody else and it turns out to be a third. As soon as like the first two options kind of clicked together, I was like, oh, my God, it's the third. So I guessed it pretty fast, (laughs) even though there was a couple twisty turnies. But that was just kind of my least favorite part, was that I was still able to guess it.
0: So my least favorite part was, I would say up until about page 200, this book was a solid 2.5 for me. Um, I was really hating it. I was really having a hard time reading it. So this book takes place over one night and Mm -hmm. it's their drive. Well, they meet and then they go on their drive and um, she is deal. She is dealing with grief over the death of her friend and she feels responsible and her friends, loved ones feel that she's responsible because they went out to a bar and they got into a fight and Charlie went home and left her friend there and her friend's like, please don't leave me. I don't want to walk home alone. And Charlie's like, well, I want to go. I'm not feeling this vibe. I told you I don't feel good, and I want to go. And her friend stays, and her friend gets murdered. So I understand why she feels responsible, but that is not her fault. Like, you no, cannot no. take that on. And it is so fucked up that that girl's family is, like, blaming her. Yeah. Like, you can't put that on anyone but the no. person that blamed well, her. I
1: mean, I know they had a fight, but she's still... Maddie still could have chosen to go home with Charlie. and She's like, no,
0: I'm staying. Exactly. And then as she's leaving, she sees a guy walk up to her and she can't recall any details about this man. And Maddie's family is like, that's probably the guy that killed her. And you can't even remember anything like you're lying. She's like, I literally can't. So through the course of this book, we find out that Charlie has this condition that she's had where she, quote, sees movies in her mind. I think that was probably one of my least favorite parts, too, was because, like, what the fuck does that mean? Is she hallucinating? What is this condition? Sort of. She has a very hard time telling reality from the movie in her mind. So, like, bro. Okay, but this <laughs> put this, an this is kind
1: in. of one thing that I liked because Riley Sager makes you see it when you're reading it. So, I like, do there'll like be scenes that, yeah. where they're talking in the car, and then all of a sudden, like, she goes within her own mind and has this little daydream where she dreams up the scene that doesn't happen.
0: And so and that, you, as a reader, are having a confusing-ass-fuck time trying to figure yes. out, is this really happening, or is this in her mind? Because, like, maybe something creepy will happen. Like, he talks about, so the campus killer has killed three women, and every time he kills a woman, he pulls a tooth. That's his trophy. But... The police have not released that information. Charlie knows because she was the first person the cops came to when they found the body and said, hey, was she missing a tooth? And she said no. They said, please don't tell anyone that. That's not public knowledge. We don't want that getting out because that's how we know this is the campus killer. But this dude that's driving her knows. So she's like, oh, my fucking God, he's the campus killer. He's also gaslighting her throughout this entire drive. So he and she tells him, oh, I see movies in my mind. And he's like, hey, where did you just go? Did you just like have a movie? She's like, yeah. So he kind of starts using that to his advantage. So you're like, "Okay, maybe he's not the campus killer, but she's having a um, hallucination. And she's thinking he's doing these things and he's
3: not. It gets very confusing, very convoluted. And you're like, "Uh, I did not like that. It was. It was too confusing for me. I don't know. Maybe it adds to the system I don't know. It did, it did for me because I kind
1: of
0: liked it. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> You're like, is this really happening? Like, yeah. is he telling her to put him? Hand- oh, because um, he goes in to get coffee and he comes out and he's like trying to juggle the coffee in his wallet and his wallet falls. And she's like, oh, here, let me help you. And she picks it up. And it's like flapped open like she didn't open it and she sees his driver's license and it says a totally different name than what he told her his name was. Like he told her his name was Josh and the license says Jake. So then she she's like, hey, you know, you never told me your last name. And he tells her the last name and it's not what's on the license because she was like, Okay, maybe Josh is like a nickname for Jake. But no, it's a totally different name. And she's like, oh, my fucking God, like it's red flag after red flag. After a red flag. And, and I the
1: license was a completely yeah, different state. It was a
0: completely different state that doesn't even make sense. Because they were in New Jersey. And it was like a Pennsylvania license. So she's like, what the fuck? It was so frustrating to read. Because I'm like, Charlie, how many fucking red
3: flags do you need? Get out of the <laughs> it car.
1: T- it took some time to get through, yeah. Because it was slow. And then you have the back and forth of her doing these movies. And her memories as like a child or with Maddie or, you know, some of these other situations.
0: And then she'll come up with an idea to get away. And then she like at the rest stop and then she just won't do it. She keeps getting back in the fucking car with him. And I'm like, like at the Seven Eleven, they hadn't even made it to the highway yet. They were like, this is the last place to get coffee before you get to the highway. And she's already feeling bad. She's like, I should just get out here, call my boyfriend. It's like 30 minutes from college. He'll come pick me up. And she does. She she like chickens out every single time. That was so frustrating to read. It was and frustrating. frustrating. Okay. Next question. Was it a fast or slow read and why? And it was slow at first. Yeah. But we'll those last like 120 pages is like, whew, I got it. Yeah. Gotta yeah once the stuff, stuff starts going,
1: it starts going.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and like, there's this wave that true crime is super popular right now, right? Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's watching about it. Um, but being into true crime is not this new thing. Like, I watched Dateline when I was a kid with my parents, okay? From a very young age, my parents were like, don't talk to strangers. Don't get in the car as a stranger. Don't do this. Don't do this. So I was frustrated with Charlie. But then I remembered that her parents died, but she was in high school. Yes. I knew this shit when I was, like, mm-hmm. nine, so her parents, they they should have told her, don't get in the car with strangers." stranger. Um, Charlie grew up with her grandmother, very close to her grandmother, and they used to watch classic movies together. So Charlie has a very, like, vast knowledge of film, and I think that was really cool. It's like that. It was fun to read about. But, um, yeah, it was it was slow at first just because I couldn't get into it and then it got fast at the end or it went faster Ugh. which event scene or character has stuck with you the most mm. I'm going to come back to that one for me mm. yeah. Okay. yeah what did you think of the writing are there any standout sentences or vocabulary and by the way these questions are from Oprah's book club and we mixed in some of our own
1: so, there wasn't any vocabulary I didn't know. I didn't notice really any standout quotes for me or anything. Just like, you know, quotes from movies that we all know.
0: Yeah, yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, I just think it was really cool how he included, I mean, he's obviously, Riley Sager's obviously like a film fan to include all of that. It, it flowed really well. Um, would you want to read another book by this author? Yes. All obviously. By the way, the, us reading this book, our podcast has now come full circle because our first book was Riley Sager. It was Riley Sager.
1: And now we're
0: back to Riley Sager.
1: <laughs> A year later.
0: A year later. How crazy is that? Is like, this our anniversary, Mr. Sager? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even know we, well, he probably blocked me. Or she. I left that rude comment on his post because I'm still pissed about that ending. In the last book, the oh shit Home Before Dark is that what it's called? Yes. I'm still pissed about that.
3: Oh. Right. Okay. Uh,
0: did reading the book impact your mood in any way? How and where?
2: Uh,
1: yeah, because um, we've already talked about it. We were frustrated when she didn't yeah. get out of the damn car. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it turns into maybe a good thing.
0: <laughs> maybe. maybe. Don't even get me started on that shit. <laughs> yes, it left but, me frustrated and then it left me anxiety driven yeah. because of everything. I'm just like, oh my god, oh my gosh. So yeah, it impacted my mood for sure. Um, oh, I thought this was funny. So she's named after an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Mm-hmm. What movie was she named after? Um, no. I don't remember. I so fun, that. fun fact. Oh, cause she's, her name is Charlie, but she's named after a girl, Charlie, in the Alfred Hitchcock movie. Um, but fun fact, my sister's named after a Tom Cruise movie. And no, I did not name her. My mom named her. <laughs> So my sister's name is Jordan. And there's a, a little movie called Cocktail with Tom Cruise. And the girl's name is Jordan. And that's where my mom got that name from. It sounds like something I would have picked out right because I love Tom Cruise. Yeah.
1: But it wasn't me. It was my mom. The love must I be was- inherited. I
0: wish I was named after a Tom Cruise movie. Oh, God, that would be so cool. Um, Another fun fact, Cruise is on my short list for baby names, if I can talk Steven to it. He's
3: shaking his head no. Uh,
0: <laughs> listen, you got to
3: pick between ReSand or Cruise. You pick. Reese and Cruise. He said, yeah. <laughs> he said neither.
0: <laughs> so that's my condition. I'm not having a kid unless I can name it one of those two names. Well, then I guess we're not having kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I put down on page 48, he messes up where he's going. Because he told her he was going to Toledo, Ohio, and then the, no, whatever. Akron. He, he was
1: going to Akron, and then he said he was going to Toledo because his yes. father had a stroke. And she's like, but you told me Akron. And he's like, no, yes. well, I didn't. Well, he's like, oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did, but I'm picking up my aunt in Akron, and then we're going to Toledo to my dad. Yes. And
0: she's like, I'm oh, like- okay. Girl, how many red flags do you need? Like, if you mess up where you're going. I mean, he tries to play it off really smooth, but no, that wouldn't, that wouldn't, um, I would not fall for that. I'd be like, mm, interesting. But he did say his dad had a stroke, so maybe he's like, you know, frantic or whatever, you know? Well, and
1: Char- Charlie's also in a vulnerable place, mm-hmm. and she's not, I mean, not necessarily mentally 100% sound right now
2: mm-hmm.
1: and Josh just plays off of it really well as I might yeah. like He thinks of everything like there's this one scene where they're playing 21 questions when he reveals mm-hmm. about the tooth information yes. and yes. Like, like to kind of reset her because he's like oh shit maybe I messed up he restarts the song they were uh-huh. listening to uh-huh. and then it's like hey Charlie, 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 hey what happened? Where did
2: you go? And,
1: and she's like Oh, I did it again. And he's like, yeah. yeah. She's like, we didn't play 21 questions. And he's like, like no, no. We never played that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's talk about that for a minute. Because um the game they were playing, 20 questions, and the 20 questions I played are are very different. Is yeah. that what you thought 20 questions was? No. 20 questions so is like book, where you back and
1: forth 20 questions about
0: each other. Yeah. yeah. So in the book, it's one person thinks of an object or something and then – The other person gets 20 questions to try to guess what it is. And his object was a tooth. And she's like, oh, my God, that's why he's the campus killer. Because only the campus killer would think of a tooth because only he knows that. But the 20 questions that we play is like, you know, you're flirting on the phone and you're like, oh, you want to play 20 questions? Like, okay, what's your favorite color? Like, do you like me? (laughs) Am I cute? Like, okay, I'm glad that you are saying yes, because I was like, well, maybe I've had it wrong.
1: No, like the game they play, I don't remember
0: what we used to call it, but it was not 20 questions. What is the question game? I don't know. Mm, mm,
3: mm. Well, what surprised you most about the book? Okay, so this kind of goes hand in hand with like, the
1: scene or person that stuck with me the most so i mean i guess we're like halfway through, okay so we might as well so, so, late.
0: so uh, it turns out josh is <laughs> not a fact. okay I'm hold sure. on before you go there before we go there let me read this note i wrote okay okay um i have two notes first one it says the campus killer takes a tooth from each victim um, that got me thinking of like serial killers because they all have like this different thing. So like, who is your favorite serial,
3: serial killer? Mine? Yeah. I know. Have to, to, not, I'd have to, like, I'm super into it, but I'd, I'd have to throw it back to probably
1: Ed Gein. Okay. okay. Like old school. Probably because okay. it relates to Leatherface a lot. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Is that what that movie was based off of?
1: Yeah, his char- the Leatherface character was inspired by... Really?
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe I'm... Um... Yeah, I think I had him confused with someone else, because he is infamous... He wasn't, human- like,
1: technically a serial <laughs> killer until, like, later, but he, he first started out by digging up bodies... <laughs> And oh, using their okay. skin and everything.
0: Maybe it's no, you're totally right. I, I'm googling it right now. AllThat'sInteresting.com. You're totally correct. I think I had him confused with someone else. He, no, I, I think he confused.
1: also relates to like Buffalo Bill and. Yes, uh,
0: it specifically yeah. says Buffalo Bill. Yeah, and Leatherface and Norman Bates. Norman
1: Bates, not so much. I don't correct. see that. Yeah. I mean, it probably did, but I don't see that.
3: Cause and not. so he's your favorite because of the movie, or? Because he inspired,
1: like, okay, so it's really screwed up. Our world is really screwed up. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, just some of the things that have been inspired by him. So I guess if mm-hmm. I had a favorite, he would be it, even though there gotcha. shouldn't be a favorite.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, not, like, favorite, <laughs> but, like, okay, so... One of mine like the most we should say
1: the most interesting to watch and learn more about all that.
0: Okay. Yes, most interesting for me is Ed Kemper, the co ed killer. Because that dude is fucked up. He's huge too. He's huge. And the other one that fascinates me is the Zodiac Killer, because we still don't know who the fuck that dude is, why he did what he did. He terrorized California. Um, Also, the I mean, we know who the Golden State Killer is now, but that one was pretty terrifying. And I remember reading the book before we knew who he was, and I couldn't sleep at night. Like, that book fucked me up. It's the book by Michelle McNamara, I'll Be Alone in the Dark. Where she's trying to like catch, like she's obsessed with catching him. Such a good book. If you haven't read it, read it. Um, yeah, that book really fucked me up. So, yeah, I will, I like, because it's like interesting how their minds tick and things like that. And Ed yeah. Kemper, like, do you, do you know the story of him? Like, yeah. Okay. I mean, that thing with your mom's head. Come on.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, and you know why they do the things they do. Exactly. So they like shoes, you know. And now you know, you know. <laughs> the different dude, the shoe
0: dude's different.
3: No. Yeah. I don't remember his name, but he's also on Mine Hunter, and they took him shoes to get him to talk. <laughs> Did you watch Mindhunter? Hunter? Yeah,
0: I have. I love that Steve. Who's the
3: shoe guy? It's like um, he's like a redhead,
1: but not. I see. I wasn't thinking about like I know that one, but I was thought... his name.
0: Jerry, Brude- Jerry Brude- Bruno's? Bruno Bruno's Brudos is the shoe guy.
1: I thought Ed like, Kemper like taking pictures of women's feet in heels
0: too, though. That's what I was. No, thinking that's about. the
1: Jerry dude.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's a Jerry guy. And they even, I believe, when they searched his house, they found a foot in the freezer with a shoe still on it. I it. Gross. I think, um, well, so in Mindhunter, Ed Kemper was in several episodes, and I think he was in an episode with the shoe guy because I think they maybe, were the
1: same Maybe kids. that's what I'm getting confused with. But, I mean, it is really interesting that he took – a tooth and it never really explains yes. why the tooth in this book
0: <sighs> I think it I mean obviously like a lot of serial serial killers want a trophy um does it I, I don't I don't think he says why but he, no, says he why doesn't say he does why. It, but um yeah. so on page 76 I wrote this note and then you can get to yours if he is the camp so if Josh is the campus killer to me it was very odd that he was driving her somewhere when his MO had been killing them around the campus because they yeah. were all students at the school. So, you know, that kind of struck me as Okay. I don't think it's Josh. I don't think Josh is the campus killer. Whatever he's doing is fucked up, but I don't yeah, think it's yeah, him. Whatever reason, listen he's, listen he's, to this note yes. that I wrote down on page 76. I wrote also, I think her straight lace boyfriend is the killer. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. In the real world, a a lot of times when they find out someone that's done these horrific things, people are shocked. People are like, he was a pillar of the community. He was such a nice man. Mm -hmm. He was so good with children. And then you find like the BTK killer had a family, had children. I mean, and I was like, well, I don't know if Riley Sager likes true crime, but I mean, if he's writing this from like a true crime point, it's, it's not Josh. It's, definitely not josh and then so i put it was the boyfriend and then now go ahead with your thing
1: yeah so it's not josh and the character and scene that has stuck with me the most okay so at this one point they stop at a diner to eat
2: mm-hmm.
1: and there's this waitress there Marge, she's an older mm-hmm. lady she becomes concerned about Charlie. So she mm-hmm. kind of devises this plan to spill tea on Charlie. Charlie goes to the bathroom and she follows her and she's like, is everything okay? Like, you look like you're scared. Are you sure everything's okay? And, like, Charlie's like, I should tell her, but she doesn't because she chickens out again. Yes. the Archer on. Anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> so, come to find out, mm-hmm. Josh... And
2: Marge,
1: Marge are working together and Josh mm. has kidnapped
2: <laughs>
1: Charlie because Marge mm. is Maddie's grandmother.
0: And she paid Josh so Josh is a bounty hunter, real name Jake Collins, like the license said. And he had been paid twenty thousand dollars, half up front, half upon delivery to bring her to Marge because Marge says, I just want to talk to her because she saw Maddie's killer and I'm going to get the information out of her. Even though the police have tried, even though a therapist has tried, even though Charlie's been put on medication, Marge is like, no, I'm going to be the one to do it. And you know what? I just found out I have terminal cancer and I'm going to die soon. So I'm going balls to the wall and I'm going to figure this shit out because I want to know who killed Maddie before I die. I get her intentions Mm -hmm. even though they were horrible get her reasoning um but she went about it completely wrong way so josh takes her to the diner and that was the plan all along was to take her to this diner in the poconos and that marge trying to get her alone was to confirm her identity So Josh was like, hey, it's really not working out. I think I should just leave you here at this diner. And then you, like, call someone to come pick you up. And she's like, no, you can't leave me. So she's like, I think you're the campus killer. So I'm going to get back in the car with you, and I'm going to kill you so you can't kill anyone else. And, like, in the bathroom, she has this, like, come to Jesus moment. And she's like, I'm going to put a stop to this. So she, like, takes the steak knife. Oh, and by the way, she's also called Josh – or, excuse me, her boyfriend, Robbie – and gave, they had a code word for something went bad and she gives him the code. He's like, haha, very funny. And she's like, no, I'm serious. And he's like, oh my God, where are you? So she tells him like the name of the diner they're at off this exit and he calls the local police and a cop comes to the diner like, okay, Charlie, this is your chance. She's like, no, everything is fine because I just had my femme fatale moment in the bathroom and I'm going to take care of Josh all by myself. Like bitch. You you don't even know what's real and what's not. <laughs> How are you going to take care of this situation? So she leaves with him again. Um, I also was kind of concerned because, like, if she truly can't remember if things are real or fake, that means she cannot function in society. Like, I'm not yeah. trying to make sight of her situation. It's very scary that this is happening to her. But that's dangerous for everyone around her.
3: You know? I mean maybe not. She just can't. Isn't that like schizophrenia? Like when you don't know no, like I don't you're think seeing so. people that aren't
0: there and you don't know I mean like, she's
1: her. not really seeing people that aren't there. She's well she sees. I mean, she kinda is, yeah, she kinda of is. But she's just I mean it's more like daydreaming.
0: Yeah. But it like takes over. Yeah, her reality. She is. Yeah. I also knew I couldn't trust her when she said that Tim Burton's Batman wasn't cool. I know, right? Um because that was a badass fucking movie. Still, I think one of the best Batman movies. But whatever. Um
1: But okay.
0: Yeah. But Marge, yeah, Marge. So Marge is a school firecracker. Yeah, Marge. She's a tough broad. Um so I, she kind of plays it off really well when Charlie gets back in the car with Josh because the plan was to leave her there, but Marge doesn't even act like anything is wrong. So then they keep, they go off and keep driving, and I think at that point Josh was like, um, okay, I guess you can come with me, and then he's like, going to take her – they pull over cause they hit a deer and then he's like put these handcuffs on and she stabs him with the fucking steak knife that she took and runs and leaves and runs back to the diner. And Marge is still there closing up and she's like, Oh my God, you have to help me. And then Marge like puts a fucking rag of chloroform over her face. Yeah. Um, I think that probably surprised me the most. It was yeah. predictable, mm-hmm. but like once I figured out Marge was in on it, I was like, Oh, huh, I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that one coming either. That was surprising. And then Marge takes her to this abandoned lodge that she used to work at. And she's not just wanting to talk. Like, she has a freaking torture, like, table set up, like, with pliers to, like, pull her teeth because she thinks that's going to make her remember who the man was that she saw. Crazy. All the while, Josh pulls out a first aid kit and so. Stitches itself up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we find out he is a veteran that had been
3: in, Be- is it, was it Beirut? I think so. I don't know. Yeah, Beirut, yeah. And he he's now a bounty hunter. Before the 90s. Please can't hear me. He's playing World of Warcraft. What war was that? Beirut before the 90s. Or 90s-ish. Was that Desert Storm? Well, that's where this dude in the book was stationed. What? Lebanon. Oh, it did say Lebanon in the book, didn't it? it did. But it, I think
0: it did mention Lebanon, too, or a Lebanese army or something. Okay, well, I didn't know that until you just told me. <laughs> He's like, that's what Bayron is, is in Lebanon, Cameron. I was like, okay, well, I didn't. You
1: can't all be a geniuses, okay? I didn't know that.
0: Um, <laughs> Right. So well, you're we a
1: producer, so you can tell us. He said, this
0: is why you're a producer, so you can tell us. So I would imagine that was the war he was in. If he's talking, because he was talking about sewing people up, like, on the battlefield, and I think he took a couple gunshots in the war or whatever, so he's a badass dude, because I don't know that I could have done that.
2: Yeah, no.
0: And then he dry, And then he's like, I have to go save Charlie <laughs> It gets so confusing because you're like, dude. I think he says he got a bad vibe for Marge or something, and he no, wanted to make sure she was okay. Or yeah, I, I think after he got to know her, he started feeling bad because he like, there she really is a special girl. He liked her, and yeah, he liked he liked her. her, and he liked, and he said it's really hard to talk to someone, and I feel like I can talk to you. So he's like, all right, well, I'm gonna go save Charlie, and you're just like, okay. So
3: he goes up to the –
0: how did he know they were at the lodge? Did she tell him that, Marge?
1: Does no, he, he went to the diner,
0: oh. and
1: Marge's Ooh. car pulled off, and then he sees Robbie follow yes. the and then he follows behind Robbie.
0: This is yeah. very smart because Robbie shows up, like, two hours later because that's how far away they were from the college. Um. And Marge, Marge has Charlie like tied to a chair and she's like, if you scream, I'll shoot him. And so Josh is like, Hey, I'm looking for a girl. She's like, Oh yeah, I saw her, but they left. Everything's fine. And he's like, okay. So he goes back outside and Marge goes back in, but he takes a tire iron and busts out her tail light so he can follow her. I'm like, that is fucking smart. Yeah. So then he goes and like hides his car in the woods and Marge brings out Charlie and they get in. Charlie notes, wow, there's red glass everywhere. That's really weird. They get in the car and they're leaving. Robbie is going to stay far enough behind, but he can see like the one taillight to follow them. I'm like, damn, that's smart. And you're right. That's when Josh came back and said, okay, well, there's one taillight and there's a car following them, so that's probably them. I'm just going to follow it and see where it goes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: they all go up to the lodge. They're all trying to save Charlie because she takes her in there and she's trying to pull her, tooth. And um, Marge is terminally ill and says she, you know, she's like very skinny because she's dying. And I'm just going to tell you right now, as someone that worked in the dental field for 10 years, she would not have the strength to pull that tooth. She doesn't. No, she, she's not successful, but she wouldn't like that's not possible, especially on a healthy 20 year old girl. That I don't do you that. think
1: she would have been strong enough to. Haul Charlie around the way she does, exactly. but That's the but point. then again, she's not on chemo, so I don't know. You know, yeah,
0: yeah. And she also drugged Charlie, so Charlie's kind of like walking on her own, but like groggy or whatever
3: with the chloroform. Also, where did Marge get the chloroform? because she have to have a medical license for that? Who knows? Who knows?
0: Mm.
3: Mm. Questions that need answering.
0: Um, and, like we just abandoned our question. Well, I think it's because we need to get to the end. Cause the next question is how did your opinion of the book change when you reach the ending? So Marge is trying to pull Charlie's tooth. Josh runs in. Marge shoots him. Right. Or yeah, she shoots him, tries to shoot Charlie, yeah, but Josh like grabs her ankle and brings her down. And he's like, run Charlie. So Charlie runs. Then she has a couple of hallucinations for a while. Um, but then she winds up outside in the pool that's, like, black sludge, and she gets out. Oh, but when Marge shot them, she accidentally knocked over a kerosene lamp, so now the wooden lodge is, like, up in flames, right? Am I remembering that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then she runs into Robbie out there, and she's like, we got to go find Josh. And he's like, the dude that you thought it was gonna kill you and she's like yeah no he's not he's innocent we have to he came to rescue me we have to go save him and then they run into marge and marge shoots robbie but it's just like a graze and then charlie throws the gun in the pool and she's like maddie wouldn't want us fighting like this i
3: told you i don't remember i'm very sorry Da da da. so her and robbie go to leave okay you take over
1: So, for whatever reason, Robbie, I mean, Robbie just gets grazed in the shoulder, you know, and he's like, but I can't drive, so Mm -hmm. you have to. And she has, like, no license anymore. She doesn't drive because her parents got killed in a car wreck. Mm Mm-hmm. And as they're, like, making their little getaway through this drive back out of this cabin place, she finally remembers who she saw with Maddie.
3: Well, she accidentally
0: rear ends the other the parked car yeah. and the glove yeah. box falls open
1: yeah and this ring box comes out and she's and she's thinking you know that robbie was going to propose and she's like oh robbie and then she opens it and it's <laughs> three teeth three and
0: she's teeth.
2: like oh okay.
0: <laughs> and then that's when it comes back to her and she's like oh my god it was you that i saw and she's yeah. like did you know that i saw you and he's like no i he's like i didn't at first but then I knew that like you thought it was like a movie or something. And she's like, are you going to kill me now? And he's like, yeah, probably. <laughs> I was
1: like, yeah, now I have to because you know, she's like, why'd you kill my best friend? And he's like, I hated her. Oh yeah. So loud. Fucking her.
0: Yeah. And he even says at the beginning of the book, like you were just her audience. Like she wasn't your friend. She just wanted to perform for you. And he tells her that the first night he met Charlie, he wanted to kill her. And he's like, God, I thought so much about killing you. But once I got to talking to you and I just really liked you and saw that you were like me, we're special, we're different, we're not like them. And then he talks about the other two women that he killed. And also when that glove box fell open and the teeth fell out, pliers fell out. And then she decides to, like, drive the long, car yeah. to the river or something.
1: Yeah, so she crashes the car She's like, you know what? She's like, okay, you killed all those people. I'm going to fucking kill you. So she crashes yes. the car into the side railing of this bridge that goes over this river with a waterfall. And they fall down into the water. Mm-hmm. They're like
0: fighting each other.
3: And she had water. her feet
0: balled on and he did
3: not.
1: Yeah. Well, she clicked it on before she went over. Mm-hmm. Because she watches enough movies and true crime documentaries and everything yeah. else. So she knew how to get out of the car when it flooded.
0: Yes, she but was like the, you have to let it like fill up and then open the door or something.
1: Yeah, but they get to fighting, you know. Robbie gets to fighting her and everything, and you know breaks her nose and everything. Yeah. And she thinks she and starts drowning her and she yeah. thinks she's gonna die. And she remembers that she had taken Josh's handcuffs at one point uh-huh. and put them in her pocket. So she handcuffs yeah. Rob to the steering wheel <laughs> and then swims out of the car.
2: <laughs>
0: but she also pulls his tooth. With yes, pliers,
3: that's
0: right. and yeah, she's like, she "This is for Maddie." You. and you're like, "Oh, okay." I'm just gonna say in real life, no, she probably could not have done that. And I'm sorry. I've seen Dennis pull many teeth, and I don't know that that would be possible. Uh, I don't I know that she has the strength. Works, yeah. yeah, with pliers. I mean, you, there's other things you have to do to a tooth before you can just yank it out. Like you got to loosen up the bone a little bit. Um, so. After she pulls this tooth, he obviously dies, and it kind of stops there, and then it goes to the hospital. She's being treated there. Marge is being treated there. Josh is being treated there because Marge did pull Josh out of the fire. Again, how does she have the strength to do this? I don't know. And she takes the tooth, and she goes into Marge, and she slams it on the table. She's like, there you go, and she's like, good girl. She's like, by the way, I didn't tell the cops everything you did. Like, I just told them. You know, we were talking or whatever, and then Robbie's the killer. Then she goes to see Josh, and Josh is like, hey, when I get out of the hospital, can I, like, take you to a movie? She's like, oh, my God, that would be amazing. And he's like, all right, well, here's the keys to my car so you can go on home to your grandma. Come pick me up in a week. And she's like, okay.
1: And then it comes back two weeks later.
0: (laughs) 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 Then it jumps forward ten years. To L.A., where she is working for the um, she's an archivist for the like, some film association, which it sounds like a really cool fucking job, and it sounds yeah. perfect for her because she loves movies. And there, she's at a screening of a movie that's been made of this ordeal, and she says in the epilogue, like Hollywood obviously took liberties, like the tooth thing didn't happen, um. The lodge wasn't as nice as it was in the movie. There was something else. Yeah, she didn't pull Josh's, or she didn't pull Robbie's tooth and give it to Marge. They picked
1: Uh, two CW actors for Robbie and Josh.
0: Yeah, and I kind of felt like they were talking at least about one of the dudes from Supernatural. (laughs) Probably. And in real life, Marge died in the fire. She did not make it out. Like in the movie that you've been reading this whole time. So then she leaves the movie screening. Oh, also in the hospital in before the epilogue. Josh tells her, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be a bounty hunter anymore. Um, I,
3: I think just I'm just going to move to Hollywood. Yeah,
0: I like driving. I'm going to move to Hollywood and drive celebrities. So fast forward 10 years, she's leaving her movie screening and a black town car picks her up and it's a guy and he's like, hey, how was the movie? She's like, it was good. And then it's like she holds her husband's hand and he's like, oh, yeah, I got to drive Sharon Stone to the airport
3: today. Um, so she married Josh. Her kidnapper. Are you joking? Yep. Okay,
0: so question. How did your opinion of the book change when you reached the ending?
1: So... It almost kind of made me wonder if, like, what we were reading about her was, like, the Hollywood...
2: Mm -hmm.
1: version of what actually happened to her or if it was like the real version or if it was like her version you know Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) it's confusing
1: question everything
3: (laughs)
0: yeah i would say when i got to the end so the ending before the epilogue i was like this was badass like i loved this ending this was awesome then we get to the epilogue where she's married this kidnapper and i'm like what the stock it are you
3: j she said he was like ten to fifteen years
0: older than her. Yeah. Let's both have the win. <laughs> <laughs> I I I hey. I understand. Um <laughs> I, I still think overall it was a good book. I would give it like four stars.
1: I think I gave it
0: three. Why'd you give it three? Because I still
1: think that maybe they could have gone a different way and it you know, picked a better killer than Robbie. I loved that it was Robbie. What if maybe, you know, it was Charlie, but she was like doing these movies she couldn't you know, like there was so many more interesting ways it could have gone instead of like the golden boy boyfriend. No, you're saying like I get what you were saying that, you know, All these real-life serial killers are, Mm -hmm. you know, killers in communities, so that's what he was.
3: Yeah. um, That's an interesting point. Like, maybe she was the killer. Hmm. Although,
0: that's kind of like that Maidens book we read, and, like, I think I liked Robbie, because to me it made sense for him to be the murderer. Yeah. Whereas like in the maidens, it didn't make sense for it to be her niece. Like it was yeah. thrown yeah. together. Yeah. And I felt like Robbie we didn't even realize that had been planted at the beginning when he's talking about how he doesn't like her friend. Like we there were there were breadcrumbs that I yeah. didn't even catch on to and I was like, oh, I really like that. Um so how uh how did the book's title work in relation to the book's contents? It's good,
1: yeah it's good
3: overrated or underrated. It has three point six two on Goodreads.
1: it's about par.
3: I think it's a little underrated. It's just hard because those first two hundred pages are a beating to get through.
1: yeah, it really is.
0: um does it remind you of any other books? No, not really. Yeah, me neither. And it's cool because, like, instead of chapters, it's like you're reading a script. So it's yes, like interior, grandam nighttime. Yes. That was interesting. I love that. How did it impact you? Do you think you'll remember it in a few months or years? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to get a car a fucking stranger. And I'm going <laughs> to work about my <laughs> golden boy husband over there. I joke all the time that my husband's probably a serial killer. Because he's such a nice guy and everyone loves him. And he's a pillar of the community. He's not a (laughs) pillar of the community. (laughs) He's He's a right old asshole. (laughs) (laughs) And he loves his mother. I mean, hello. That's a formula for a serial killer if I've ever heard one. And he goes out late every night. No, I'm just
3: kidding. He doesn't go anywhere. (laughs) He doesn't go anywhere.
0: Um... Would you consider rereading?
2: Uh,
3: Man, probably not. I think it'd be a really good movie. I think.
1: Yeah, I think it would too.
3: I think they should make it into a movie. Um, any lingering questions or plot holes? I mean, that really. How did March have the strength to move all these people around? Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, we've covered that. Um, I put Charlie
0: goes from dumb to dumber when the cop shows up. <laughs> um, but you know, thank
1: no. goodness that she didn't make it back to her boyfriend any faster.
0: Right. I put on page two ninety three. I fucking called it. I fucking knew it. Um. So we have a review. Let me find it. Okay. So this is at Red. Rum underscore reads I'm sure you love that Lacey yes she gave it okay I'm thinking this is four and a half because it's four roses and then a wilting rose so I think that's four and a half out of five
1: probably just four because it could have been five but it
0: was okay
2: maybe
0: and then she put one sentence synopsis. It's November 1991. George H. W. Bush is in the White House. is in the tape deck. And movie-obsessed college student Charlie Jordan is in a car with a man who might be a serial killer. Overall thoughts. The book was definitely a wild ride, pun intended. In my head, I kept screaming at Charlie to make the right choice. It's rare that I'm – yeah, I think we were all doing that. Like, get out of the car.
1: Yeah, like, come on, get out. <laughs>
0: Like, hello. She said, it's rare that I'm that invested in the main character. The end was a little different for me. I'm not going to say it was bad different, just different. What I liked. I definitely liked all the twists and turns this book took. I was guessing from the beginning, going back and forth Mm -hmm. of my opinions of Josh. Yes. Yes. Especially because we don't know if it's in her mind or not. What I didn't like the movies in Charlie's mind made the story a little hard to follow, which yeah. I think was the intent in not being able to tell what was real and what was in her head.
3: Right.
0: Right. Agree 100%. Um, another thing she didn't like, I had assumed with a slew of 90s references in the description there would be more in the book. So my little 90s <laughs> baby heart yeah. was breaking a little for the lack
3: of those. I mean, I it, it talked about Havana a lot. But it talked about I feel like they were, oh, The Cure, because they go to see a cover band for The Cure, which is really yeah. 80s, I think. I don't know. Um, yeah, I could have used a little more 90s references in there.
0: Maybe they were wearing plaid or something. I don't know. But that was a good review. Thanks for that at redrim underscore read. Mm-hmm. I liked it. It was an, it, The last 100 and something pages was fun. It was good. Good pick, Lacey. Um, oh, Steve texted me during the way uh, Steve texted me during the show, by the way, and said, you know what baby name I like? Tamlin. <laughs> you know what, Steve? Fuck you. Tamlin ain't shit, and I'm not doing that to a kid. <laughs> it's bad enough that we're bringing a kid into this bullshit world, and I'm not going to give him a bullshit, bullshit like. name like Tamlin. <laughs> he said it's a biblical name. Is it really? I was like, there's a Tamlin in the Bible? (laughs) (laughs) You really had me going. You know I ain't read the Bible. I read every other book, but I ain't read the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we can release, like, a modern-day Bible where it's, like, in English that I can read. Because I
3: won't even read, like, some of this other shit me and Lacey talk about. So I'm definitely not going to read the Bible. Like. Oh, he said there is a Bible like that where it's like modern day or whatever. Mm, I'll look into it.
0: <laughs> 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 up. That's funny. No, we're not naming our kid Tamlin. I'm also not pregnant. Um, You know, we're just like old. So we're talking about like, mm, should we have kids? Mm, maybe not. Mm. Lacey, if you had to do it over again, would you have a kid?
1: It's <sighs> a trick question. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Would you have another kid now? Yes, oh, right no. now. No, but
3: you're you're younger than I am. Yeah, but I also have a kid. <laughs>
0: okay, well that tells me everything I need to know. One wow. is enough. <laughs> she said one is enough, and fuck no, she's not having another kid.
3: <laughs> what if you no, like it
1: could probably definitely change if I find somebody, but you know,
3: like who's your dream guy? Uh, I don't really have one. Okay, who's your dream guy, like, right now? Like, celeb crush?
0: I mean, all of them that are hot. Okay, but, like... I don't have a favorite. Okay, let's say Nick Carter was like, hey, Lacey, I want to knock no. you up. Have you you would her, say like, no to
2: Nick Carter? <laughs>
1: April have you seen him
0: lately? She is <laughs> tripping right now because you know April wanted to make her kid Carter and her husband said no. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen Nick lately. He is even more handsome. Men get better with age, and I think Nick is even more handsome than he was when he was younger.
1: Maybe I've seen some outdated pictures,
0: but... He was on The Masked Singer like two seasons ago. He did great, and I knew it was him. I knew them high notes. I was like, that's Nick. I can't believe you wouldn't have a baby with Nick Carter, Lacey. Um, okay, what's some other dude you like? It's hard because you're not as forthcoming with your crushes as I am. 'cause I don't have them. <laughs> <laughs> um, did would you cast for this survive the night? Did you cast anyone?
1: I didn't because it wasn't really like overly Descripted. descriptive with anybody. Yeah. It just gave you like a vague idea. And I think that was probably part of the intent as mm-hmm. well, because it was, you know,
0: script yeah, like.
1: Yeah. So they that. just wanted you to fill in whoever you wanted and I yeah. into it.
0: I think Florence Pugh would be a really good Charlie. I'm also crushing on her right now because I think she's just so freaking adorable. She is in Black Widow. What else is she in? She's in that mid-summer. You've probably seen that because it's like a horror movie. That's blonde?
3: Yes. A little short blonde with green eyes. She's Mm -hmm. plucky. Like Josh says, she's plucky um josh has got to be older because he's 10 to 15 years
0: older than her so yeah yeah. i just keep going back to sebastian stan because he's my current
3: crush right now and i think he would kill it no pun intended (laughs) (laughs) you need a good robbie though he's like golden boy Mm -hmm. he was a swimmer he
0: was muscly super smart
1: Probably one of those Netflix boys that's going around right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, yeah. Plenty to choose from. <laughs> and
3: then Marge.
0: You know who could really kill Marge is um that chick that's in, like, every season of American Horror Story. Jessica Lange. Oh, Jessica Lange. Okay. She would kill. It's like she would be a fantastic. Yeah. yeah. She's got that intensity of Marge. Fabulous. Um. So that's Survive the Night. Um. Next week is Cameron's pick, and we are reading "We Were Never Here" by Andrea Bartz. So this was just picked as a Reese's Book Club pick, and uh, I'm not trying to like be down on Reese's Book Club. Her book club's great. Her books are kind of hit or miss. They're either really good or they're not. And so I, like, I had already decided I wanted to read this when I found out that she had picked it,
3: which is, I mean, it's great because these authors get, like, exposure, right? Mm -hmm. But then I don't want people to be like, oh, they're just picking
0: all the books that Reese picks. No, they just happen to be, like, popular books. And I'm going to be 100% honest with you and tell you that I picked this book because of the cover because it's so freaking pretty. But apparently, the inside of the book is not. It's like a thriller book. Thriller, horror, suspense. It
1: seems to be our going trend right now. Is I know.
0: We're really into that right now. I mean, they make really good books, right? They do. So, we're reading that. One week from today, we're going to talk about We Were Never Here. It's pretty. Go ahead and buy your copy and read along with us. Send us your reviews, thoughts, questions, whatever. Comments, concerns, suggestions. Twobookworms
1: yep. one podcast gmail.com.
0: or on instagram at two bookworms one podcast it's the number two and the number one i don't think i've ever said that before
1: no you haven't
0: probably would have been good information to get them a year ago
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um let me see do i have any other things to talk about nope that's it do you have anything nope
3: We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Little, say bye.